This is FBG Jen. And FBG Kristen. And I'm FBG Margot, host and producer. You're listening to the podcast that will help you keep a lid on the junk in the trunk and inspire you to live a happy and confident life. Each episode, we chat with motivational experts and celebs and share our own candid adventures in being healthy. If you're looking for a podcast that's equal parts hilarious and enlightening, well then welcome to the Fit Bottom Girls podcast. Welcome back to the Fit Bottom Girls podcast. This is FBG Margo and on the line today we have FBG Jen. Hello. And we have FBG Kristen. Yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo, you guys. <laughs> we talked to Mary Lou Retton last year. Remember that? Yeah. We sure did. <laughs> That was awesome. It was so awesome. It was, it was amazing. It was such an amazing feeling. I remember being in this in this apartment, talking into this microphone, and in my ear holes was, was Mary Lou Retton answering my questions, and I just got all giddy about it. I can still recall that excitement. We, Like I said, we aired this interview last year, but guess what? The Winter Olympics are coming up. We want to do an Olympic-sized show, so who better than Mary Lou Retton? And so, guys, I want to ask you, how excited are you for the Winter Olympics on a scale of 1 to 10? Jen? Uh, 12? <laughs> I love the Olympics. In fact, I love the Olympics so much that I almost have to have, like, a plan B for when it ends so that I don't, like, <laughs> you don't get, get bummed into, out. like, a, a sad place. Yeah. <laughs> Be like, what am I going to watch that's so inspiring, like, every single day, you know? Right. No, I, I love it. And now there's so much coverage. Like, there's so many. There's, like, multiple channels, and you can watch online, and you can watch, like, virtually every single sport and it feels like every single year I somehow discover like a new sport that I never watched or didn't know anything about and all of a sudden you know now I'm like an expert on biathlon and alpine skiing you know or something yeah. um it's it's just a really fun way to learn and this the stories of the people um of all the different athletes it's always just so inspiring and interesting to see what they've been through and how they've put so much of you know their life and their energy and their time, you know, they've solely dedicated to, to one thing and to see them go for that is just, yeah, it never gets old. It's always awesome. What about you, yeah. Kristen? Also super excited. Um, I had a, a moment of um, severe nervousness though, because my husband and I just had gotten rid of cable. We had, um, I think, direct TV and decided to get rid of that. And we've got the I mean, don't even ask. I don't know. Is it the PlayStation View thing going? Which was great. And then all of a sudden, we were like, oh, my God, are we going to be able to watch the Olympics? Because I really tend to, like, during the Olympics, I set up shop and work with the Olympics going in the background and, you know, switch from one station to the other. So apparently we've figured out how we're going to do it. I think that there are enough places where it's streaming and it's going to be fine. But I was like, "Um, are we going to have to just go back to whatever it is that we had for TV? Because I... Certainly, I'm going to need my Olympics fix. I almost um, had a panic attack for you. I, like, I know what? it was. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. It was a moment. But yeah, I think we're going to be good. So I'm. I'm super psyched, and uh, I haven't seen snow in a little while. So that's also kind of a nice thing for me is to to watch that. And it's you know like weather porn. You know. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I feel about the beach, Kristen. <laughs> yeah. Same here. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm super excited as well. I love the winter games. I love just being home on my couch and watching all the. I don't. I don't ski. There's all these. There's all these sports that I don't know how to do, but I just. I. I'm so impressed with people. Snowboarding is like really, really hard. You guys, like you know, skiing is really hard. It's all. All of these people at the top of their game, but you know, I'm all about the figure skating. That's where I get my my jam. I, I like the costumes. Oh, yeah. I love the competition. I just, I love the music that they use and I love how there's so much shade thrown, you know, between people. It's just, it's, <laughs> it's fantastic. And that's like, there the, is drama. There it's is reality TV at its best, right? It I mean, it really, yeah. really is. So that's what I'm, I'm going to be excited for the, the figure skating. So what are you guys looking forward to the most? Which events? <sighs> I, I don't know. I, I feel like more than in past years, um, I'm looking forward to more of the, um, like the snowboarding. Mm. And some of like the freestyle skiing stuff because it's just so interesting and it's so, I mean, newish. I mean, it's been around, but it's, I don't know, like they like literally they develop new tricks. Like how many sports do you know where they're, they're literally doing something like completely brand new? I find that, I find that really interesting. And what I also kind of like when I, you know, am recording stuff or I'm deciding what I'm going to watch, um, I always, if I, if I if I feel like a sport, be like, eh, it's not going to be very exciting. No, it's it's going to be exciting. Like, watch it. It's always going to be interesting. And the other thing I love to watch, no matter what sport I am watching, it's fun to see the different body types mm-hmm. of the people. Like, the speed skiers or the speed skaters, their legs, their quads, oh, yeah. their hams. Oh my gosh, just incredible strength. So I I think it's fascinating to see how, you know, they obviously train and where the the strengths lie for all the different sports and how that that changes body shapes and and everything. I think it's just fascinating. Honestly, I think it's rather beautiful. Yeah, like this is what an athlete looks like and it Mm -hmm. looks like everything under the sun. Exactly. Like that is a a really cool thing. Agreed. I love the opening ceremonies. Oh, oh yeah, yes. I, I try to record that every year, and I, and that's become like you know the dog show and the, and the opening ceremonies. I'll like keep on my DVR for months, <laughs> <laughs> so I can go back to it and be inspired. Uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah, the opening the opening ceremony is always really like wow, how'd they do that? Yeah, how'd they pulled that off. Well, and I love the all the countries coming in and like just seeing. I know there's something really cool about seeing the athletes look around and it seems like that's yeah you know that's them realizing like holy moly look at where we are look at what we're doing and you know some of them have kind of a been there done that type of thing but um I particularly like watching some of the countries that you know maybe have a smaller um smaller contingent there mm-hmm. and you can tell that they are just like so grateful to have made it there and um you know and then some of those are the ones whose stories you get to follow along throughout so I I do love that um, I don't think I have a specific sport that I'm, I'm, I always love figure skating because I think it's just beautiful. And for all the reasons you mentioned Margo, but, um, like I don't do anything in the snow. So to me, it all looks really hard and exciting and, and difficult and amazing. So I just can't wait. I even like the slalom when they go down the yeah. chute, you know, yeah. yeah. Even curling, I'll even watch curling for a little bit. I, I yeah. it is, it's, yeah. it's, it's just so much fun. It's just all these different games that I don't know about and, and events that I don't know about. I don't, I won't watch normally. And then all of a sudden, it's just like it's, it's presented so beautifully and in such an interesting manner. You start rooting for people, you know. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you guys get nervous when you watch different stuff? Oh, God, yes. yeah. Oh, please. Me too. All the, time. the ski jumps? Forget it. I cover my I eyes. Know. I scream. I well, cover my eyes. Oh, it's terrible. And some it. of the winter sports are, like, legit dangerous. Oh, yeah. You oh, know, yeah. like the luge and the bobsled yeah, and yeah, the, bobsled. the skiing stuff. Holy cow. So there's always part of you that's just like, eh, don't don't fall like just stay stay safe everyone stay safe (laughs) but let's be real like if you got a chance to go down the luge or go down like do the bobsled would you not totally do it i do it with somebody that knew what the hell they were doing yeah i so want it's like it's like jumping out of a plane you know what i mean yeah no like i want to be attached to someone yeah i want to be attached to someone who knows what they're doing well yeah I, i would take a you know a knowledgeable buddy for sure but <laughs> i'm just putting that out there like if that opportunity exists for me to go and try that i am i am so on board are you like a speed junkie <sighs> I, i've never skied in my life i don't do any no, no, of it. speed junkie uh, are you oh, into speed junkie yeah oh um not really i just i think <laughs> well anybody who actually does this stuff is gonna laugh but like i always really liked sledding so i yeah, feel like that's yeah. like like <laughs> Exactly yeah, the same thing. <laughs> it's you know. the closest. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, I, and I think it's just that thing that I've always, um, as a kid, I always watched. And I was like, I could do that, um, which is not how I felt about basically any other sport in the Olympics. So, um, for the record, I don't think I could do that competitively. I just think it was <laughs> fun to try. I did, um, I listened to this NPR article that was all about, um, I can't remember if it was the luge or the bobsled, but they were talking, I think it was the skeleton one. Oh, that looks scary. Yeah, and they said, you're just like on a little thing, right? You're yeah. not in a thing. And the athlete was the athletes that do it were describing what it feels like when they go down, and like there's like three G's of force, and then basically they were like shaking around so much. Of course, I'm sorry if my mic is moving. I'm like, of course, I'm acting it all out like you like you can see me. Oh my god. Okay, so um, you know, and there's like rattling around, and they're like, yeah, it's like being slammed against a wall like repeatedly, and they're like, yeah, it's terrifying. <laughs> That but, doesn't sound fun. But no. they do it. They love it. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Again, Olympics. Olympians are special, special people. Yeah, they are. Well, we spoke to someone who was super special. And also, by the way, it was so nice and so down to earth. And I, I can't believe we had this chance to speak to her. So are you guys ready to replay our Mary Lou Retton episode? Replay. Replay. Let's do it. Mary Lou Retton catapulted to international fame by winning the all-around gold medal in women's gymnastics at the 1984 Olympic Games in Los Angeles, becoming the first woman ever to win a gold medal in gymnastics. She also won silver medals for team and vault and bronze medals for uneven bars and floor exercise. And her five medals were the most won by any athlete at the 84 Olympics. Even today, she continues to touch the lives of millions of Americans and people around the world. A national sports survey found she's the most popular athlete in America, and she travels the world as a fitness ambassador, promoting the benefits of proper nutrition and exercise. She's here today to talk about how she keeps a happy and healthy home life for her whole family, including her four daughters, who are all athletes. Welcome to the show, Mary Lou Retton. Hey, thanks, ladies. Well, thank you for being on the show today. It's myself, Margo, and on the line today we have both Jen and Kristen. And Mary Lou, I'm going to ask you the first question. Your Olympics, excuse me, is one of the earliest ones I can remember, and I am trying not to fangirl all over the place right now. <laughs> but can you tell us? <laughs> I mean, I had the, the the Wheaties box and everything. So, but can you tell us what it was like to work so hard and become the first American woman to win the gold medal in the Olympics? And then my follow up is, where do you keep your medals? 
Oh, gosh. Okay. Obviously, yes. For being an amateur athlete, that is the pinnacle of any amateur athlete's success is to be able to stand on the podium at an Olympic Games and someone comes and takes a gold medal around your neck, the flag is rising, the national anthem's playing, you got big U.S. of A on the back of your warm-up. I mean, it is it is a moment I dreamt of every single night when I laid in bed since I was seven years old. And I was just very blessed and I'm very grateful that it happened to me. Not easily, you know, I trained very, very hard. I had to sacrifice and go through a lot of triumphs, a lot of adversity, um, a lot of challenges along the way. But for anyone who lives life, you know that that kind of makes the success of film that much sweeter. So it was an amazing, amazing moment, almost hard to describe in words. And, you know, I won five medals at that Olympics. And, and I think that there's something special to being the first because I'm, I am still humbled that 30, some will say it, 33 years later, if you can <laughs> believe it, that, oh you know, but like yourself, people remember where they were that summer of 1984. They're like, because it was only on one station. It was on ABC Live. There wasn't any of the social media. Like, you didn't know it, what was going to happen unless you watched it live on television. People, you know, say, you know, I was at the beach, and our family came in from the ocean, and we sat and we watched. And, you know, I just, I'm so humbled by that. But it's special being the first, I guess. That's why people remember it. I'm wearing my medals. Okay, this is the truth. I had my five medals in a plastic Wonder Bread bag underneath my bed for years, for years and years. <laughs> and then when I got married, my husband took my medals and had this beautiful plaque uh, made. And, and anyway, so they're now in a in a very nice place in a in a wardroom. So. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Sounds like a keeper right there. Mary Lou, my name's Kristen. I, I just want to say you've had a huge impact on my life. I was four when you won gold, and so you were just this preeminent figure all throughout my childhood. I mean, just everybody Aww. knew you, and shortly after the Olympics, I started taking dance lessons, and then I moved on to gymnastics, despite the fact that I was about half a foot taller than every other kid my age. <laughs> and yeah, that didn't stop. So, um, I, but you were just a huge inspiration to me and to, I mean, honestly, I feel like everybody I knew at that point. So I have to know who inspired you to be the gymnast you and, and the woman you are, because I mean, you want to talk about setting goals. Like you set some goals and I know that that, that had come from multiple places. That's amazing. Well, thank you. That's very sweet, very kind words um, you just shared with me. So I, I appreciate that. You know, I was seven years old when I remember watching my very first Olympic Games, and they were the 1976 ones that were held in Montreal, Canada. And I'm the youngest of five kids in a very athletic and competitive family. And I was always that kid that was self-taught, you know, flipping on mom's bed and doing cartwheels out in the yard, just always like flipping and tumbling. And that summer of 76 at seven years old, I was watching this, the Olympics. There's this little girl named Nadia doing these from a country I've never heard of called Romania. And she's doing these amazing things with her body. And I was like, oh, it clicked for me. It really did at seven years old. It was like, that's it? Like, that's what I want to do. And there's a name for it. It's called gymnastics. And that seed was planted in me, that little bitty summer and back in 76. That sounds like an Eagles song. That actually sounds like an Eagles song. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but it really was. And 
and you know, Christian, I remember that feeling of going, oh my gosh, I want to be just like her. I want to do what Nadia did. And it's a powerful feeling. And then you fast forward nine years later, I have young little girls like yourself having that same feeling to, for me. And really, what a, what a huge responsibility, but wow, what an honor. What an honor. So I'm, I'm blessed to have been on both sides, and I know how important that is. And I really think that's why God blessed me with four daughters, um, mm-hmm. to be able to kind of grow up and, and mature, good, strong, independent, motivated women. And that's really my goal right now is, is to motivate and have independent, strong women. That this is Jen. This is that, that is all like so incredibly beautiful and touching. And I, I, I think I can speak for um, Margot and Kristen. We're all just like sitting here probably with like a huge smile on our face and maybe tears in our eyes because that is just like so Aww. perfect. I would love to know, I guess a little bit because I think you talked on two, actually you just touched on two things that we wanted to go a little bit further in, which was how you talk about body confidence and instill body confidence and just an overall sense of confidence in your daughters. And then also just with like everything that you have done in your life and all of those moments that you were just talking about, what, you know, how do you keep your motivation going? And then what are some of the new, new things that you're working on? Because we know they're doing some work with um, Nature's Bounty. So we'd love to hear a little bit more about all that. Please. Yeah, of course. Okay, okay, I've lost. I forgot what the first one was. Yeah, I know, right? I was like, let me ask fourteen questions at once. <laughs> daughters, I want to hear about daughters. Um, oh, my daughters, and 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 being self confident and, and body awareness and all that. We're athletes. My four daughters are all athletes. Three are gymnasts. One is a competitive cheerleader, which you know has some gymnastics um, uh, influence. So we have. I'm the cook in the family. We eat healthy. I don't use foods like skinny, um, thin. We use words like healthy and strong and and lean and clean and things like that. You know, I, was, I brought up in a sport you know, 30 decades ago where we didn't know much. And I, I'm a little bit scarred from being called fat, overweight, because the sport of gymnastics had never seen anybody like me. You know, you, you, I look back and all the gymnasts were, Slender with little ponytails and pixie and graceful. And my own coach, Bella Curley, would say to me, um, or to, to the media, he would say, Mary Lou is not a butterfly, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. And it's like, gosh, really? You know, they had never seen anyone like me. I mean, I, they called me thunder thighs, or they called me old Campbell legs, and he was one of the great running backs in the 70s and 80s. And I really don't think it was a compliment. But that's how I was described. I was strong. I was explosive. I was powerful. Something gymnastics hadn't seen before. And you fast forward now, look at Simone Biles and look at Allie Raisin. And I am so proud that I opened that door because that's what gymnastics has grown to, these strong, powerful women. So with saying that, that's how I run my household. We don't use words to put us down. We use words to encourage us and to, to feel good about ourselves. How do I keep myself motivated? You know, that's a challenge. Just, you know, I'm human like everybody else. I'm a pretty high-energy person. I'm a pretty self-motivated person. I'm a goal-setter, so I set small little goals, whether on a daily basis or weekly or monthly. But I do things. I, these are some of the things I do to try to keep that positive influence in my life. I surround myself with positive people. Uh, you know, it, this goes back to my training days. You'd have teammates. You know that just that one person that's just the downer. Oh, and they just 
that energy to me is toxic. I don't like to be around it. I really try to have my core people to have the same kind of, I don't know, positive vibe that I have. That helps me. I'm just trying to always, you know, keep keep the idea that, that to give people the benefit of the doubt. Uh, you know, always the glass is, is half full instead of half empty. Um, I, I try not to to judge people and, and you know I'm a hypocrite at times and I do judge but that's really the thing that I've been working on the most is trying to not be so judgmental of, of things of other people you know people persons places and things all of that stuff because I hate being judged I literally was judged you know a woman in a blue blazer would come out with a clipboard and judge me and mm-hmm. you know I my, here's my goal ladies I want to be able to walk into a room one day and not care what anybody thinks of me. I'm not mm-hmm. there yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not there yet. But that truly is one of my deep down goals is to be so okay with myself that it, it doesn't matter. I'm getting there. Baby steps. Absolutely. That is so inspiring because I associate you with being your, your big smile. And so I always think of you as someone like, well, does she have bad moods? Does she have bad days? But you're telling us you're very human. And- oh. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. You could ask my husband and my, and my daughters. Of course I do. I was going to say, and those are, the, those are the hard days when, you know, especially when my kids were younger, you know, it's early in the morning because they wake up early and, you're in the grocery store, and these are, these are funny days. I, you know, I'm literally still in pajama bottoms and, and probably flip-flops. I haven't even brushed my teeth yet. And I'm walking down the cereal aisle, and you look to the left, and there's my face on a Wheaties box, the whole shelf. And then somebody, you know, somebody's coming up and, and recognized me and, and wanting autographs and wants to tell me their story about, you know, how I did this and when they watched and Honestly, I'm not in the mood. I, I'm embarrassed. My breath is bad. You know, those those are the days <laughs> when you struggle to <laughs> to be that uh, Mary Lou Britton. Uh, there were a lot of those. There's a lot of those today. But that's when I have to kind of slap myself in the face and say, gosh, you should be grateful. You should be grateful. But people are, are want to still talk with you and, and feel that they can come up. I, I've always prided myself on being approachable. I want people to feel comfortable to come up to me and, and share those things. So, but yeah, I have a lot of those days, ladies. <laughs> oh, well that, that definitely does make all of us feel a little bit more normal. Now, <laughs> given, given your experience, do you have any advice for young athletes who have been, I'm specifically of course thinking of gymnastics, but um, you know, maybe kids who have been seriously involved in any sport for a long time, are you suspending all of these hours training and then all of a sudden they're quote unquote retiring. Maybe they'll still, you know, continue doing it recreationally, but they're no longer going to be putting in the kinds of hours that someone at that level does. Do you have any advice for them in terms of just staying active and healthy and continuing to, to set goals when they're not, you know, I'm going to go to the Olympics type goals? Well, there, I, I do. And, and I think that any sport, which is, you know, whether it's sport or music or art, every family is that kind of family or a sport family or specifically a gymnastic family. Um, sport just builds that foundation, I think, that you really do carry on to other parts of your life. You know, I know when I retired from gymnastics, I went from literally, literally working out eight hours a day. I did four in the morning, four in the evening. That was every day for many, many several years. 
And when I stopped, I, I stopped. You know, I took a little break. I let my body rest and heal a little bit. But I took those same, those same principles of, of discipline, those same principles of um, wanting to look good, wanting to feel good, into other things. And that's when I tried other sports, cycling, and aerobics. You know, that was the big aerobic craze mm-hmm. back in those days. And swimming and cross training and, you know, just, I think that sport really develops those qualities in young people, which I think is one of the reasons that kids today or successful, young successful people are, if you look back in their, in their careers or in their childhood, a lot of them are athletes and they go on to be very successful in whatever endeavors that they do because it's the same principles. So I know we want to be really mindful of your time here. We have two final questions. Margo, we'll ask our, our, our last one here in a second. But we'd love to know just a little bit more about what you're doing with Nature's Bounty. Can you tell us? Absolutely. It was such a win-win team kind of thing. Nature's Bounty and I teamed up, and we had this campaign called Dear Future Me. You know, I'm a big believer, and I always have been, even in my training days, of taking vitamins and supplements. We eat healthy in our house. But I think vitamins and supplements really, you know, if you're not getting that extra uh, nutrients and, and nutrition, they help. So I took them, I've taken them my entire life. So when, when they teamed up, I was like, this is, this is a brainer for me. You know, I, I'm a big believer in it. Uh, so I did this Dear Future Me campaign with them and it was really encouraging people in America to re- starting today to really make your future healthy. And, you know, being healthy is different for a lot of different people. For me, it meant being healthy physically, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, all those things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm kind of beat up for my, my career. Um, I've had a lot of orthopedic operations. I've had hip replacements, back surgeries. I want to be around when these four children, these four daughters, give me all these grandbabies they've been <laughs> <laughs> You know, I want to be able to travel with them and babysit them and take them on, you know, grandma dates and all that. And it starts today. Taking care of myself starts today. And that was kind of the message that we went out to America is, is taking that responsibility of a healthy future and starting today with that. Yeah. Yeah. We're big. We take, you know, calcium, we take biotin. That's a big, big, <laughs> that's a big uh, vitamin supplement in our house for hair, skin, and nails. You can imagine in a house full of women. Um, <laughs> B12, probiotic, you name it, we, we take it. And it's just something that we do. I lay them out at everybody's place on our breakfast bar uh, the night before because mornings are crazy getting kids out the door to school. So I, I kind of prepare them. I'm, the, I'm that person that prepares the night before to make the, makes the mornings um, you know, a little less stressful. So we have just one final question for you, Mary Lou Retton. We ask this of all of our guests, and you're joining an illustrious group of people answering this question. Mary Lou Retton, what was the last song you listened to before you did this podcast interview? 24 Karat Gold, baby. Yeah. <laughs> That's so fun. That's oh, a I great love answer. <laughs> I, would, I would marry him. I would marry him. <gasps> no one could blame you. Seriously. <laughs> It's adorable. Yep, 24K. That is, so that is such a great answer. So, Mary Lou, thank you so much for being on the show today. You're, you're a fantastic guest. Oh, I had so much fun with you, ladies. Thank you.
Love this show? Tell us why in a five-star review on iTunes, and we'll read it on the air. Also, make sure you are a subscriber. If you want to reach out to say hi or have a question about a recent episode, yay, well, feel free to email us at podcast at fitbottomgirls.com. And if this podcast jives perfectly with your brand, consider sponsoring the show. Get more info by emailing advertising at fitbottomgirls.com. Find all kinds of Fit Bottom goodness online and on social media at Fit Bottom Girls, Fit Bottom Mamas, Fit Bottom Eats, and Fit Bottom Zen. And if books and movies are your thing, check out the other podcast I co-host called Book vs. Movie, which you can find anywhere where you search for podcasts. Thanks for listening.